Okay, okay. For another episode of Vernon's podcast, um, this is a special one. Um, I was finally able to convince somebody to get on here with me. And um, this is a special guest. Uh, he has a lot to talk about, and we have a lot to discuss. So, um, actually, no, I'll, I'll, I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, go ahead. Who are you? Hello. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast, Vernon. My name is Braden Kieran Tigamore, and I am a two-spirit indigiqueer creature from Mexico, uh, specifically Kieran's Island. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so for the listeners who don't know what a two-spirit is, do you want to explain? And then I'll give my definition of it after you. I feel like a two-spirit person, my own personal definition is being able to embrace both your femininity and your masculine, both of your souls combined into one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what I was going to say, at least what I um, read, had read, I didn't even know what a two-spirit was until um, I went to rehab, which if you guys are watching my other episodes, you know about that because I talked about it. But I'll just, um, we will go more on that later and at the um, uh, mental health and addiction um, segment of this episode. But right now, um, again, okay, Two-Spirit. Um, there was this nice lady, great, she was a black lady, very funny, very intelligent, very accomplished and successful and awesome and kind and generous. She uh, works worked over there, or works there, she still currently works there, um, and... She came up to me and then she asked me if I was two spirited, and I had no idea what that meant. The, only, the first thing that popped in my head is like bisexual. I, I thought that that's what she meant, and then I kind of like uh, I didn't know what how do you know how to answer it because I wasn't sure. And then um, she said she'd get back to me, and then she did later on, and then uh, later that day, and then and then she handed me a bunch of like papers, a bunch of papers of on um the definition of it and there was like these forums or on reddit or whatever about people just kind of arguing and talking about it and everybody just couldn't come to a final conclusion or a final decision as onto what it meant because it means you know everything means something else to everybody everybody has their own like views and stuff so um well um anyway so that's how i found out about what two-spirited means and what i had read and this diff and this is what I agree with is um, what um, Braden said. It's uh, a person who um, has the spirit of a female and a male, kind of like combined into one. And that before um, the colonials came and colonized um, North America, um, the indigenous people, the indigenous population, they had their own definition of uh, members of of LDG. LD, no, LGBTQ, right? Right there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Community. Um, the LGBT, what are the gay, the gay people and the bisexual people and the lesbians, everybody, that community, the one with all the al alphabets in it. Um, LGBTQIIA. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That, 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 that term came from co colonials, you know, white people who came, came here and then they started like throwing all their white shit on us. And but you know we love you white people though but just saying and um so but before that um the uh pe 
members of that community who are indigenous, they were called two-spirit. And um, two-spirit people are able to, um, like, dwell or hang out with the females and the males. Because back then, they kept the male separate and the female separate, like, in different spots of the wherever their settlement was. And the um, two-spirit people were able to go into both camps, and they were able to um, kind of, what's that word called? Um, they were able to kind of be the mediator in between two. Yeah, I know the, the two-spirit people back, uh, like, were very highly held in societies and some of, in some nations and whatnot. Like, they wouldn't even start ceremony until the two-spirits were there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too, I heard, I, I read that too. Isn't that insane? It like is, I, but it's, it's, it's pretty awesome because I remember there's lots of pictures and there's lots of amazing two-spirit kin that I've met that I consider brothers and sisters and sisters and brothers. And yeah, I... The one thing that I know for sure is, I don't know, growing up in our area and our region and our nation in Treaty 11, no one ever really talked about two-spirit. Like, no, growing up... No, no, no not like, at all. That's why I, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Yeah, because like, I remember doing some research on the topic. Like, I remember going in the chat rooms, like, teen chat, like, back in the day and whatnot. And I remember using, like, the computers... <laughs> MSN. In the, in the library at CJBS. And, yeah, I did a lot of research on there. And, yeah, I remember printing out sheets and reading about it and... I thought it was pretty awesome. And then how I really got into this whole, how, yeah, I was living down here and actually one of our mutual friends back up north asked me, like, hey, there's a, a two-spirit conference that's happening in Toronto. Would you, my boss is looking for someone from the Northwest Territories to go attend it. Did you know, what was your, like, your um, first, like, thought or reaction to him saying that? I've, yeah, I was like, I'm totally down to check it out. Okay, and then you did? Yeah, I did. I was literally within three days of filling out the application. I was on the plane, like, off to Toronto. Oh, awesome. In Toronto. Yeah, it was in Toronto. It was, it was amazing. I, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, I heard that Toronto has, like, the largest, um, like, LG, <laughs> LGBTQ community in um, Canada. Is that true? Do you know? I think so. Either there. And then I think Vancouver second. Yeah, I, I believe that. Or Montreal. 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 Montreal's big. When <laughs> I when I think of Montreal, I think that Montreal is like kind of um, like conservative and stuff. Maybe I don't know. I, I I've never found it like that. Oh okay. Well, I've never been. I'm just kind of going oh, on okay. by way to see. Yeah. And <laughs> so now that um, we are on that topic, um, when did you? So you're, um, do you consider yourself a member of the LGBTQ community community, or um, are you, do you um, define yourself or identify as Two-Spirit? Both. Both? Yeah, because I, I do identify as a queer man, but I also identify as, I guess, like, I'm Ooh. still trying to redefine definition because, like, I've mentioned, like, we don't really have Two-Spirit up north and whatnot. So... As I'm still learning and figuring things out, I feel like I'm more along the lines of indigenous queer. Indigenous queer. Yeah, indigenous what, 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 queer. What does queer to me mean anyway? Does it mean like questioning? Queer? Yeah. Queer is like, I don't know, I use queer as a general umbrella term for like 
gays, lesbians, two spirit, bisexuals, uh, polys. Oh, holy! Yeah, I didn't so, know that because like me and the Q that's in the whole lineup of alphabets. I thought that um, that's Q question. meant questioning. Yeah, no, that's questioning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you define yourself as queer. Uh, indi- queer. Yeah. <laughs> You're just making this own word right now. But yeah, let's 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 go in. Um, that's cool. I like that. Um, and um, so just because I know like some real two spirit people, and I don't want to take away from their importance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's important to always give kind of credit where it's due and stuff. And uh, oh, talking about credit where it's due, this idea was um, I thought of you like probably like when I before I took off to rehab, I was thinking because this is this isn't just I didn't just pull this out of my ass. This podcast and stuff, I had um, thought of it and planned it before for like I think like um, for almost like two months. Ooh, that's cool. I like that. And then, but um, I didn't. I waited until I came back from rehab because I felt like this is the best time because this is when I was gonna have like the most content. Yeah, you, you mentioned you went to rehab. Where did he go? Ooh, we're still on the other uh, topic. Just oh, so okay. we'll go we'll to that later. Okay. Sorry. Um and um, so um, wait, what was? And I lost my thought. Uh, and did you queer? And did you queer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when did you? Um, realize or when did you started to kind of see yourself as like different or like um, like your when did you start to see you um, your sexual identity start to form like at what age I don't know it's really weird because growing up I've always played with like Tonka trucks and tea sets and like I'd help my dad oh, like go out hunting. Yeah, and I'd go out and help my dad go hunting or like check the fish net and or I'd stay home and my mom would like do some sewing with my mom and some cooking with my mom and clean like the house and stuff. So I guess like I I kind of grew up in the best of both worlds. Oh that's amazing. That's amazing. I feel like straight straight people who are just like solely straight, they like miss out on so much things because their lives are so like limited. And there's like, you know what I mean? Like, and like they, they, they don't have to come out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't have coming out parties. <laughs> it's they, like they're not, they're not con- they're, they wouldn't be killed in like eight <laughs> countries of the world. I, they wouldn't be detained in 72 other countries in the world. Fuck no, 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 no. It's still like uh, people from the members of the community, they, they, you see it still, it's still kind of, everybody says like, oh, um, gays are taking over or, um, it's, everything's about being gay or they're trying to turn people gay whatever and it's like you can't turn people gay if you're gay you're gay if you're straight you're straight like you can't just, you don't just fucking wake up and then be like oh i'm gonna go suck some dick today or i'm gonna go and if you're a woman you'd be like oh i'm gonna eat some pussy today or whatever no it doesn't happen like it's just you stop it and um i feel like with um with that too with the whole um like for, it's just like who cares? You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, um, yeah, it's true. But it's like different, like growing up where we we were from. And yeah, I know, I know, and I think that too. Um, with um, I feel like there's like such a big difference between people, like members of the community, the LGBTQ. I, from now on, when I say community, I mean that community specifically. Um, the reason why, like, if you see, if you see, like, the the reason why, like, they're like everybody, we're, we're also like kind of like outgoing and kind of like not really shy, and we just say whatever the fuck we want to say, and we act however we want, and we just ha- we act however we want to, and we just we're so comfortable with who we are and what we are. 
So like that's the reason for that because like um we had to go through like um a lot of like struggles and we had to like fight for who we are and we had to always like defend ourselves and we had to kind of reach a point in our lives that we were just like you know what I don't give a fuck what people think I'm going to love who I love and that's it and it takes a lot of courage and um pride and like just confidence just to do shit like that you know and so that's why I think that that's why it's like there's like a difference. You see, like every if you're a shay person listening, um, again we love you, um, but um, if there's like a gay person or a, a community, a person in the community in your circle, I bet you they're like probably the funnest one in your fucking circle. Okay, <laughs> they'll be a ride or die. <laughs> yeah, that too, loyal as fuck. Except, uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, what's this thing like i hear about this all the time like and like on the internet or oh, i said internet just like an old person i meant like social media wherever that um they say things like like everybody loves lesbians except for gays what do you think depends on the lesbian <laughs> I, I like that answer <laughs> i personally i love lesbians yeah yeah they're they're awesome aren't they yeah, all the all the lesbians in like my circle or my friends are in the past. They're all fucking amazing. Yeah, they're just like they're they're like bro, but they're so girl too. You know? Yeah. And um, so okay, so I would say like, how do you feel about um the like the state or where we're at right now with the LGBTQ community community? Oh my god! In the okay, I'm gonna go back and say that again how do you feel about the state and time of the lgbt community in um the clean show region like right now and 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 that's the first question and second um how is it different than from when you were like coming out and stuff honestly when i went back home for the youth conference that I helped with. I had a lot of mixed feelings walking back into that school, but also I wasn't the only one that had the mixed feelings. There was a bunch of us that had that. But originally what happened was when I walked in and I looked into the office on the window where they usually keep like the bulletins and the ads and everything. And like, I looked on there and all of a sudden there was one for like, hey, come be part of our, our gay straight alliance. And they're having this in Edzo at CJBS. Oh, it's, oh. it's like a gay straight alliance thing that they have in the school. The so first. Is, so is that like kind of like um, something to get the students to be more accepting of the community, or it's more of like a, I think, because the one that I went to in Ontario uh, at PCBS um, was like during the lunch hour. So everyone, all the everyone would go there. It was like a little club everyone would be in like a safe space and talk about whatever and it was like once a week so i, I don't know so what the so, so like. what were your feelings about this then uh, i know it was just like like you were mentioning past and present it's like i i was so happy about it but at the same time my inner child was pretty um, sad. yeah <laughs> you're like fuck like that wasn't that wasn't it wasn't like this when i was young yeah it wasn't like this like it wasn't that accepting because i remember before i was like kind of advocating and trying to talk about it before with a few of the teachers back in the day like in junior high but 
I guess like I kind of get it because there was like not many of us. So. Yeah, and also too like back then, it, even though it wasn't even that long ago, but um, I feel like in the north, um, it's very like it's kind of like backward society. You know what I mean? Like we're very behind. They're um, very behind on on um, uh, like times. You know what I mean? Because like in the south, like in the big cities and stuff, this is nothing new. Like there's gay people, trans. Uh, people who are non-binary, they are just walk around free with like it's and um, I mean like nothing. It's not a thing, but in the north, it's just like brand new. Like people are like finally opening up and seeing it and like letting it happen. Yeah, I'm really happy and excited about that. Um and um so okay so to round yeah. it up to round it up you you love it you're you're sweet about it like yeah, you, you love to see it happen but you're kind of sour that because it wasn't like that for you yeah kind of bittersweet about it because like growing up um i didn't really have anyone to look up to i had no like mentors or any like oh my god to i was to. going to say the exact same thing like there was nobody the only the only like people in the, um in members of that community that um i like would see was just like people who in a closet or and there was you yeah. and that was just basically you that was it yeah like at least from what i saw and um i'm i saw like the shit that you had to go through you went through a lot i'm sorry i would do we can cut this part out if you want no that's okay yeah i know i, I did go through a lot of shit like i i almost even killed myself like i even tried to hang myself that's how bad it was like i was in Kieran's island i'm sorry it got to that point yeah no but mm. honestly what happened like what what gave me my backbone was actually moving to Ontario. Oh, yeah. So we just had to just stay on this topic first. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for right now. And then, um, so I, I only saw it. It was just you. Oh. And then that was it. And then, um, cause it was still kind of like, look, this is, I'm talking like 15 years ago. And then it was looked at as like being, um, like less, kind of less, less than. than, less than exactly. Yeah. And like, you're kind of, you're, you're kind of like ostracized. Like you, you're out in the outs and like people make fun of you behind your back and even to your face too they would call you the f word the f word that um um that homophobes use to um call uh gay guys that word they used to like use it freely and i even know people now who still use that word freely they want to resolve to the f that homophobes use i think that's so fucked up and um but anyway, yeah, so, so, and like back then it was even worse than it is now. Now it's kind of like you can't throw rocks or you, you can't throw stones at, at, um, at members of the LGBT community because um, uh, people on the, the society won't allow that anymore. And I think it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it is. It was, yeah, no, just at least openly, 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 yeah. but they, people still talk shit privately. Yeah, no, no, I get that. I know people will always talk shit privately, but I'm one of the few people that will just talk shit to your face. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just growing up was was hard too. Like, I didn't feel like I actually had like a coming out of the closet experience growing up in Betrachol. I, f I felt more like I was dragged out of the closet oh. by the community. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, like, wait, like how? I just felt like like one of my cousins I actually came out to. Actually, yeah, I came out to her, and she actually really like, kind of held it against me. And not really held it against me, but she's like, I need you to do something for me. But if you don't do it for me, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell people that you're gay. Fuck that bitch. Are you still, but, are you, are you, do you still have a relationship with her? I, I, I love her to pieces, but the joke's on her because guess who came out later? 
Who? Has she? Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know who you were when I said that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I just think that like outing people, um, outing uh, outing people from the who are on the down low or who are don't even know that they're gay or um, whatever they are, and somebody does it for them. I think that's so fucked up and so low. It's um, you might think it's like nothing to you, You'd be like a little secret, dirty secret, got something on you, but it's traumatizing and it's like mentally damaging and it's, it has like psychological um, effects, like long-term effects on a person's emotions, brain, uh, just their whole life. And they carry that with them, you know, like, cause um, I know like right now coming out isn't even really a thing. Like nobody really comes out anymore because um, it's just like, who cares? Right. But back then it was a big thing. Like it was like you, like it was like an event kind of a thing, right? Yeah. So um, there's that. And um, we're still on that topic, by the way. Okay. Um, are you, 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 are you a top or bottom? I'm versatile. Versatile? Oh, okay. Um, so you never officially came out? Not 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 really like it didn't really officially come out I, I just felt like it was more dragged out of the closet yeah no you yeah, yeah. you said that but then like late and then after that had happened um wait, wait, wait how did she do it who your or your the person who did it or was no. it just her or was it like a bunch of people i don't know just because like it was just her just because but whatever I'm, okay. I'm I'm over it. It's the yeah, old news. I know, yeah. but then, you know what I mean? We can talk about it now. <laughs> 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 and um, so um, I would say, like, um, to, oh, you mentioned about um, that uh, going to Toronto for, what was that again? It was the second Wind Two-Spirit Conference. Yeah. yeah and when's that? Um, it was like Jul- January 2020. It was like two months before the world fell apart. Oh, COVID, by the way. That's what he's I'm referring to. Yeah, because I was like there and I remember seeing people wearing masks and talking about it because this happened in December and I was like flying in January and I was like, hmm. So I kind of saw it kind of like people already doing it before it started. Yeah. So it um, hit there first before it came up here? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, with me, I found out about it when I was at work, uh, and, um, they were kind of like saying, oh, we don't know what's going to be happening. And then out of nowhere, they just called everybody at the camp and then said that they had to close the mine and everybody had to get laid off and stuff without pay, by the way. Um, and, and then for, so I went home and I was home for 10 months off and, um, uh, and, it was, I remember first landing in Calgary uh, from work and everybody, like all the Kleenex were gone, all the hand sanitizers were gone. Yep. Everybody was freaking out. There was nobody around. It was like a desert town. And I was like, damn, I was like using, I was using my feet to press buttons on the elevator and stuff. I wasn't touching anything that uh, had like other people's hands on it. I wasn't taking no chances. To me, it was like, Resident Evil is like zombie apocalypse or something. Yeah, I literally walked around with like two cans of Lysol, Lysol spray <laughs> disinfectant in my backpack because I, 
as a, I was, I started a new job when COVID started because I got laid off twice from my job as well because I was cooking and then I just got laid off from, from like, twice, like a month after another. So I'm just like, you know what? It's time to switch careers. Why? Why um, I heard that um, the cooking um, kind of workforce is like really demanding and like a like the, a. It was like during the beginning because because no one knew what COVID was happening, what was going on. Because like the first time that everything shut down, we had that like what less than a thousand cases in Canada, and everything shut down. And then after that, it was like what ten thousand and twenty thousand. But I mean, like um, it was like. That, so that's why you didn't go back. Yeah, no, I just got laid off, and then I couldn't pay my bills. Oh, okay. So I'm just like, you know what? That's when I got like one Serb check. I just got the one two thousand. Yeah, just just the one payment to help me tie over between jobs, and then that's when I got the job at uh, my. Went back to the job that I'm currently at. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! Um, that's great. So, uh, what is that? Uh, I, I deliver tires during the day, and at night I'm a cook at a bar. Oh wow! So uh, you you're in recovery, aren't you? Yes, I am. Sober, so which means so how does that isn't that kind of like kind of stepping in like a risky situation for you to be working at a bar? I'm okay with it. Oh okay. No, uh, no, I'm okay with it. Like I even drink like near beers. Oh really? Like zero zero percent. Oh 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 okay yeah I've tried that it tastes really good too but I don't think that I could do that because the the flavor it might kind of like trigger me and I want like actual real alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And no. Um. July seventh, I'll be four years off of crystal meth. Oh, congratulations! Holy shit! Four years. Four years. That's insane! Congratulations! That's that's a big mile, like huge milestone. Like, ah, uh, so, um. Since we're on the topic, crystal meth, what, what was like, um, what made you? Because like usually, um, people start with like alcohol and weed, and then they go maybe to coke, and then usually it stops at coke, and then but you decided to take it further than that. What what took you over that? Um, what took you over that line? Because, because what happened was when. My world started falling apart because what happened with my addiction cycle was, I don't know if you remember, but I was seeing a guy named Tom and I was living in Peace River. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember him because you guys went to go see me um, yeah. at my hotel. Yeah. Um, pause. No, you just came to smoke a cigarette and that was it. No threesome or anything like that. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so what about him? I don't know because um, because he was my first boyfriend and after the relation, like he ended up breaking up with me on Valentine's Day. Aww. And yeah, that's guess. I guess that's what kind of started the cycle because, like, like you said, a lot of people did coke. So I got up to doing coke, not recreationally, but like maybe once, once a month, once every two months, go a party and get too hammered and like, okay, I need to sober up a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, then, and then, and then, when did you bump it up to the crystal meth? I guess like after the breakup, I tried to stick around Peace River for a bit, but it didn't work out. And then I. I reached out to one of my cousins, and she mentioned she's like you could either go home or you could come stay on my stay on my couch. So this was uh, this all happened at Peace River, Alberta. Yeah, okay. and then my my decision was either to go back home, back back to Bechico, or go to Lethbridge. I feel like the smart decision would have been to go back home, so I could actually heal. But yeah, I, I didn't actually do that. I just like okay, time for the next adventure. 
<laughs> I think that um, whenever, like, for me, I'll talk from, for me, whenever I feel, like, really low and then I need, uh, I, I feel like I'm just not in a good place, going back home always helps, even for, like, a visit, because that's where, like, my support system is, my family mm-hmm. and um, my friends that are all there still. So, yeah, I, I, I understand that. Um, and... Yeah, yeah, even before this trip that I was up there just this past uh, March, I haven't been home in like five years. Okay, yeah, that's a long time. So, um, uh, the crystal meth, Um, how long were you addicted to it? I don't know, first, 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 when you, from the time that you tried it, and then. Yeah, you were mentioning, um, like, how did I get to it? Like, I, yeah, I ended up moving to Lethbridge and I found a job and I started working and. Next thing you know, I was at the bus stop one day after work, and then some guy's like, "I really like your hair. Want to come? Want to come for an adventure?" So <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, let's yeah, go for an yeah, adventure." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next thing you know, just I don't know, drinking like one dollar beers. <laughs> that must have tasted like piss. If, when it was warm, <laughs> it had to be ice cold. Well, I mean, piss is yeah. warm. <laughs> Urine is warm too. Yeah. So, and so then, then just yeah, no, we started drinking and whatnot, and I started hanging out with him more. And then all of a sudden, and I, I started hanging out with people that were like smoking meth, and people that were smoking heroin, and then people that were injecting heroin, and like people that were like snorting fentanyl. Just like a trap house. Just, yeah, I just ended up hanging, I don't know, I ended up hanging with the wrong people, because all of a sudden I'm just, like, going to, like, all of a sudden I'm, like, going and buying drugs, because I'm just like, hey, I'm going to go try this. It was actually, like, the first time I tried was actually on, like, one of my birthdays. Oh, oh, so you celebrated your birthday by doing crystal meth? No, I went out drinking, and then, like, all of a sudden, at the end of the night, everyone was, like, trying this. Yeah, no, just, like, I ended up going going out celebrating my birthday, and I wanted to drink with some people. And then I remember one of my friends who bought drugs off this person, and they were like, hey, you're pretty cool. Let's come drinking with us sometime. So I'm just like, I don't have anyone. My friend's not there. So I'm just like, yeah, let's go. You guys want to party? I have some, I have some booze and whatnot. It's like, yeah, let's go. And then I ended up trying it, and then like, oh, that was actually pretty interesting. I I have never tried crystal meth, but I heard that it's like ten times the feeling of being on coke. Yeah, and it lasts ten times longer. Yeah, like they said that you you be like um in psychosis for the whole day, depending depending how much you did. Because yeah, I ended up going through psychosis, but at one point I was doing like three and a half grams a day. And how much one gram would, would cost? But six, depending where you got it, it was like sixty bucks. Sixty bucks, so that's a hundred and eighty dollars a day. Yeah. Wow. You said six, three and a half, or just three? Uh, three and a half. Ew, so that's even more then. So that's like two hundred and ten dollars in a day. No, it was, it was less than that because I always got a good deal. Oh, oh, oh! Did 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 you have to do some some stuff? No, I just no, I'm not. Wasn't that kind of person? No, <laughs> I never. Yeah, I would just play. No, playing. but <laughs> I, I don't know. I was really good with people and being a social butterfly, and I was like, I have a lot of skills, like babysitting and whatnot. So yeah. at one point, I was like watching houses for these drug dealers and I was babysitting for like these drug dealers and then I was like taking their dogs out for a walks and just oh, doing all these things for them just hustling. like doing things for them and then next thing you know they're just giving me free drugs hustling that's hustling to get you all that drive to get your drug eh? yeah yeah like um that's the thing too like with, uh I discussed I went on this a little bit of my last episode was that um uh, I learned this from the rehab that um, one of the counselors, counselors there said that 
um, people who are addicts, ad, 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 addicts, they um, they tend to be intelligent and they have like an addictive like personality. So that's why they're like always like needing to do stuff. And um, it, because of that, that's how to cope with like our really like busy minds and our rushing thoughts. That's why um, addict they turn into addicts because they they need something to slow their minds down or to kind of um, just Get cope just cope with yeah. their their whole like what, whatever they have going on like their thoughts and stuff their brain, and um and I really I really believe that because like like you can see like addicts are like intelligent you know you see people and also too like. Nobody fucking hustles like a crackhead, okay? Like uh, crackheads, like they don't give a shit about anything. They're gonna sell everything. They're gonna sell their brother's Xbox, their sister's makeup. They're gonna sell their auntie's purse. They're gonna find ways to get, or if they can't, they're gonna go and like I don't know, go and like give a blowjob or go and like you know, like anything. They're gonna find a way to get high. And if they used all of that concentration all of that motivation time and energy on like something more healthy and productive to like improve their life they would be fucking like uh, probably a damn millionaire or something it's crazy so anyway um crystal meth um so um how long were you addicted to it 1587 days Oh my God! Please, can you give me years? No. How much? Yeah. <laughs> no, three and a half years. Oh, okay. I was like, what? The <laughs> yeah. So there's like 365 days or in a like day. Like four, four years and almost. Because oh, it was so like, I think it was like March 2015 till July 2019. So, so then like you kept track of every day. I, I just remember. I just remember the first time I got high, and then I oh. remember. The, I remember the first time I used. And then the last time I used. Mm. Okay. So that's, and you remember the exact number too. Like yeah. The, the, yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't remember the day that I first took a shot of alcohol or a line of Coke or uh, took a hoot or a toke out of a joint. I was 11 for yeah. that. I was 10 for a cigarette. I was 11 for a joint. I think I was like 12 for drinking. And then like other things was, Free game when I was like thirteen. Hmm. For me, um, cigarette was fourteen. Alcohol, I think, was fifteen. I want to say sixteen, but I think it was fifteen. And then weed at the same time as alcohol, like probably like a uh, a week or two after. Um, and coke. My first line went when I was twenty one. It was. Yeah, I was in high. I was in high school, and it was like popping ecstasy. Ooh, ooh. Oh, ecstasy. I totally forgot. But I, the first time I heard the ecstasy, I think I was like, I want to say 19, maybe 20, though. I think 20. I, no, 19, 19, 19, 19. I was like 15, 16. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was um, I, I was a late bloomer. <laughs> it's like, I, I feel like I should have been a late bloomer. So, what, did you just, like, want to, like, hang out, be, and, like, with the cool kids? Or what, what, what brought you to, like, such, just to try it so early? The drugs, just I was just hanging out with the wrong people. Oh, again, okay. it's like I was hanging out like I was hanging out with drug dealers and stuff. It's like uh. Rick, oh, oh, Rick, I've been hanging out with drug dealers for a long time. <laughs> so that's why our parents always told us not to hang around bad kids. <laughs> it's like that's because we used to be those bad kids that the parents were warning them about. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really a bad. I didn't. Yeah. 
At least I don't think so. Maybe other people might have a different view, but I don't think I was bad. Just didn't listen. Right? Yeah. Like, I just like to do things my way. Um, Okay. So, um, do you want to talk about um, the addiction? Since we're on addiction and drugs, um, what do you think of the current state of um, Beshiko and the community? Like, the entire... Sorry, um, Klincho, um region. Like, because there's like so much um, crack and um, weed and alcohol and cocaine and other like substances, and it's like sweeping through the communities. There's people who are just like high every day, lots of violence and lots of like unemployment, and um, you know, all the things that come along with. Um, drugs in the community so um i'd say like for me like growing up the baddest things were um weed was considered bad if you smoked weed you were considered a bad person and alcohol was still kind of like eh, you know what i mean like it wasn't that big of a deal and like coke uh absolute people did they fucking if somebody did coke they hid it with their life like they didn't do it in front of anybody didn't tell anybody about it anything now you go to a party motherfuckers got that shit on the table just and just like it's normal with it, just sit beside you with it on their nose still and stuff. You know, it's normalized now. But let's go back to, um, so what are your thoughts on the state, the current state of um, our home region? I feel like there's a lot of work that's being done. I feel like there's still a lot of work that needs to get done. Like, like one thing for sure is that the Northwest Territories does not have any any sort of rehabilitation center. I don't think that that will happen anytime soon because that costs a lot of money. And even after it gets built, then you need people to run it. Yeah. Like lots of, um, the, it's going to have need to have like a, that's why I want to get into social work. That's my goal. And suddenly, they're going to have to pay all these people, too. And all these people, like, they're all probably going to have to come from, like, south. And they're going to have to, like, house them. And it's going it's, to, it's a lot of money. And there's not even one for Yellowknife, too, I don't think, right? No, there's nothing for the Northwest Territory. Yeah. They send everyone down here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think, like, they're just, like, kind of like, taking the cheap route because um, it's costly. You know what I mean? Like, people don't want to live in the north. It's, like, too cold and nothing. I don't know. It's too cold. Especially people from the south. Well, well, only the strong can survive the north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> only the strong can survive all the rocks and snow and ice and they can't and they shouldn't and mosquitoes that don't fucking die. Right? Oh my goodness! I swear they just fucking go right through the window and stuff. It's like I swear I see mosquitoes carry away baby one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like bug spray doesn't work. Um, mosquito coil, nothing. They just sit there. Yeah. They're like, they're like laughing thank, and stuff. Thank you for reminding me. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So, you, oh, you're going back home tomorrow, right? Or when? Uh, yeah, my flight's Friday. Oh wow, you should bring like a. Like getting, a I was thinking of getting that uh, Johnson's like green baby lotion because I was told that that works really good for mosquitoes. Oh really? So I don't smell like raid. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to smell like a baby, like a, a baby prostitute. Oh, mean girls reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, fuck, Janice Ian was fucking funny in that, eh? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, you know that uh, Aaron Samuels? Like, that character? He's actually really, he's gay in person. I mean, he's gay in real life. Yeah, he came out, like, after the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, anyway, um, 
fucking Rachel McAdams, fucking beautiful, isn't she? She is. Regina George. Yeah. The Queen Bee. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, 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 oh yeah, the state of the community. Oh, by the way, um, for those of you who don't know, um, Braden and I are indigenous, and we um are originally from, uh, a Beshiko or Edzo, which I I like to say Edzo. I say Beshiko. Beshiko, yeah. yeah. And um, our um, we belong to the Klincho um, first the band. We do our treaty. Klincho First Nation. Klincho First Nations. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's but where that's where that's <laughs> how we call it. But the colonials call this Dog Rib Ray Band. Isn't that officially changed? I'm not too sure yet because I know on my status card it still says Dog Rib Ray Band. Oh, is it like an old status card? No, it's a new one. Oh, I didn't really look at mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dog Rib Ray Band. I'm not saying the number. People don't need to know the actual numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, so, so that's where we're from. Um, and uh, and if you don't know what what that is, just go Google it. T L I C H O, and that's where that's the band we belong to. And um, so now that we're we're talking about the community yeah, and the um, com- what uh. And then you said that the treatment center that would help. I, f- I feel like it. Like that's just like one thing. That's just uh, yeah. like I, another thing that I believe because I see that they're doing like a lot of online programs, and yeah. I really appreciate that. And that's yeah. really awesome. But I'm also thinking like, what kind of follow up programs do they have after that? Like after you do like a month long program, like oh, you have like the um, outreach, like aftercare and stuff. Oh, do they have the aftercare now? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know about the country region. I'm talking about like in general, like okay. other treatment centers. Yeah. Like I'm in currently in a, 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 a aftercare program. Okay. Like where they like call me. I still have. I'm still in contact and in, in, uh, in contact with the uh, rehab. Okay. That I went to. Um, yeah. So. Did you go to the one in Edmonton? Nope. The one in uh, Bowen Island. Okay. It's just outside of Vancouver. Yeah. It's called Orchard Recovery Place, our recovery center. It's fucking amazing. You guys go check it out on Google. Like these are people are they changed my life. Okay. Yeah. So at least you made it through rehab. I actually got kicked out of two different centers. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Why are you so bad? <laughs> no, it's just, I, I guess society thinks that I'm bad, but I'm more of a free thinker. No, I, don't, I, don't, like, I didn't mean to say bad. I just meant yeah. like, like you just kind of like. I, I rub people the wrong I'm way. I'm just like, I, I'm playing, you know yeah. what I mean? No, um, just, I don't know. I rub people the wrong way because I, I speak the truth. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm an authentic person. I love that. I love that. Um, I don't like uh, people who like are too like kind of two faced. Two faced. Two faced. I was gonna use a different word, but yeah. Okay. Um, so you see, I'm the type of person I'll just talk shit to your face. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, um, I learned there at the rehab. They taught me to not give negative energy any kind of um life. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so and new Vernon, new Vernon, brand new. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the old me, the old me, was fucking all over the damn place. Okay. Did, um, did part of the literature? Did you do like the AA book or the NA book? Yeah, 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 yeah both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I I prefer, um, the, I prefer the NA book. Myself. Me too. Me too. Uh, the primary one was the AA. Yeah. But um, but I. I got the NA2 as well because I wanted both because yeah. I had a problem with um, Coke and alcohol, so I wanted both. The one thing that I like about the AA meetings is that that's where the OGs are. Those are the ones where you have the 50, the 60, the 70-year clean people. Yeah. 
because like Eddie is pretty brand new. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Within the last like what twenty, not even like twenty years. Yeah, twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, it's like newish. Um, AA has been around for a long time, and yeah, they actually have Crystal Meth Anonymous here. Really? Yeah. They so even have like Coke one too. Yeah, one CA. Too. Yeah, yeah, and they have um four ones for um the gay community too as well. Yeah, that's one that I used to go to on Thursday nights here. Yeah, you used to go there and like. What? No, there was what, like. What is it like anyway? There, it was. It was awesome. I feel like it was a family because there was. I met a lot of people that I still talk to today. Yeah, I feel like people who you meet and um on your road to recovery and then afterwards and stuff is like, that, call, that you, call it the red road. The red road. Walking the red road. Okay, to walk rock when you're walking on the red road. Yeah. Um, the people you meet on there, like even with like now, there's just a, there's just like a different. Um, vibe and energy with them because you just have that uh, level of understanding and that similarity between you two right between you between everybody in the community gets it and they understand it and they understand you and they know where you're coming from they know what you've they feel it and they um they know what like you they understand and they like they kind of like have empathy for your journey because they are going on it too was that a question? No, I'm just okay. I'm just okay. say that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and um, I mean, yeah. if you wanted to respond to it, you can. I know I've met a lot of amazing people in my road to recovery. It's it was awesome. Like I said, like the first time that I stopped using crystal meth, which is my drug of choice, I was July seventh, twenty nineteen. It was like I, I took a, a really good look at my situation and where I was and I was not happy. I was like, I was hanging out with like the wrong people and whatnot. Yeah. 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 I think like that's, that's the road that drugs puts you in. Like, yeah. like you, that's the one you're going to ride. Right. Yeah. We say that the smoke cleared. Like I finally see things, but literally the smoke's cleared because I ran out of fucking drugs. <laughs> and then, yeah, no, I just, I ended up going into another recovery. I ended up getting accepted into a recovery center in Gruard, but I only lasted like a week. Okay. I felt like, yeah, no, I, it was a good one. A lot of people go there, but I felt like I was being bullied and I tried to call it out and I ended up just getting kicked out. That's, I feel like um, that was probably just like, they just took the easy route, right? Like, why are we going to upset this group of people, all these group of people who are all picking on you and it's just only you? So there's no, no, because they think that it was like that. I feel like my, I don't know. Because I, I feel like, like, I feel like big companies and corporations, they always take like the easy way out. Yeah, probably. But it wasn't like a big corporation, not a corporation, yeah. but like a business. Yeah, because like, even though like you see, you might think like, oh, this is a treatment center, but uh, it's uh, the money's but, running it. But it's it, money by money. But I also later found out that it was actually the, the owner's daughter that I had that had a problem with me. Yeah, there you go. See. So yeah, I know nepotism I, as it's at its finest. So um, so so so, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. so so after I got kicked out of the treatment center, the first thing that I did is I got my ass to my very first narcotics anonymous meeting in Grand Prairie, and that's the one you love. Yeah, I really miss it. I want to go to Grand Prairie for a visit. Be like surprise, I'm still alive, fuckers. <laughs> um, so, um, was there any like reasoning why, like you, you think that um, you uh, fell on addiction? Like, is there any like any like specific life event that happened that like kind of caused you to use? 
Yeah, there's a lot of major events. Actually, uh, last, so it was like last, a, last a chain of like small things, and then all turned into one big one. Yeah, because like I actually have a psychologist. Or I used to. She retired on uh, because she got sick, so she couldn't practice anymore because she got sick. But with her, I started actually doing some real deep work, and I started addressing and finally processing a lot of my childhood traumas because like part of it when I was doing it there was an assessment and the assessment was like how stressful would the situation be from like one to like 10 and literally out of all 20 of them I only had one eight everything was nines and tens oh wow wow, wow. so that was like an immediate um yeah it was like like I would just you're like, yeah, there's something going on here. Yeah, I didn't even know that I had all this stuff. It was just like, because it was like the assessment and everything from, from her. But <clears throat> I don't know, just doing that, it was like really, having that psychologist really helped because like helped me process some of those yeah, childhood traumas and stuff that happened. Yeah, because like um, you don't just fall into addiction. There's uh, things that had to ha- happen to you in life, yeah. right? Yeah, and then, like, I guess, like, one part of it would be, like, coming out and not having anyone to talk to because that, that was about, like, 15, 14. Yeah. Another thing and when you're that like, young, it's, like, the end of the world. Yeah, and then on top of that, my parents got divorced. So oh. my parents, yeah, my parents got divorced, so that yeah. was really hard. And then, like, having to move and, like, having to do all of that stuff, like, live between both of those places and, like, celebrating, like, two birthdays and two Christmases. Yeah, and you, you have a lot of siblings, too, right? Yes, so through, through, the adop- through my adoption. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I say that my parents are Kieran and Rosemore. Yeah. But my biological parents, that I have to honor them as well, is Cecilia McGreen, Belmore Giroux. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Cecilia that, uh, has a, like a little, like a healing thing, like a sweat thing. Yeah, I believe she has. I be- Is that I still was, going on? I was told that she oh, That was has years one. ago. I think she still has it going on because I think my mom goes there. That's I think my, cool. I think my mom, Rose, goes to Cecilia's sweat. Yeah, I is that like do um I heard about smudging, smudging. Have you ever tried that? Yeah, I have my smudge bowl. Holy over there. shit! I never, I've never done it before. No. Oh, actually, no, 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 no. At rehab, we did it one time. Yeah. As like a whole like group, but then that was it. I don't know. It was like smudging is more of like I feel like southern. Like because when I when I talk about like self, I'm talking about like everything underneath the sixtieth parallel because like I said, we're we're from the north. So, like, smudging, I feel like it's, like, a, self, a southern indigenous practice, and it's it's really awesome. It's, like, people use it for cleansing, and I use it for cleansing, especially, like, if I get into an argument with someone, or if, if I don't know, just if I have, like, bad feelings, or if I feel bad, or whatnot, I like to smudge, and I use it as, like, yeah, I cleanse my, I just cleanse my body, my spirit, my soul, and my heart with it. That's awesome, because um, you don't have your DOC to fall back on when you feel like you're um, going through some things and you're in your feelings and yeah. you just feel like you're in a bad place. So instead of falling into our, uh, falling into back into your addiction or relapsing, you just go and find um, coping mechanisms like that. Yeah. Smudging. Yeah. Cause I feel like the opposite of addiction is connection. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yes. And um, so I feel like once I sobered up, I actually really got more into back into our indigenous culture and being a learned. citizen of society. Yeah, actually, the cool part is that I actually got a, a voters, not a voters, but I got a, a jury summons. 
Oh my god, you got to you got to be um part of the jury? No, no, because when I went there, one of the questions was like, Do you have a criminal record? I'm like, Yes I do. Like, oh well, you're dismissed. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, why didn't you guys do your research? And like I'm like, obviously this is from the government of Liberta. Like this is from the provincial courts. Don't they do their research before they send out these jury summons? Like what apparently like, not. Idiots. <laughs> I remember I got called out to do it twice in Vesico, and both times my cousin was on like a different right? two but different two different cousins. They were on trial, so I couldn't go, and I was disappointed. Like on one one, I was like drunk, so I didn't care. But then the other one, I was disappointed because I wanted to be there and I wanted to be a jury because I was always like interested in that sort of thing, like being in the courtroom. Yeah, yeah. You see, that's the sad part too. Is like, how do they do juries back home? Everyone's related to everybody. Everyone's dating everyone else. Yeah, yeah, but then not everybody's related. You can't say that because, like, it's then that would mean almost everybody. It's just because, like, I come from like two like big last names back home. Yeah, yeah, like the Rabascas and the Miguis. Yeah, so it's like because of that, it's like ninety percent of Bechuko is my cousin. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so for me, it's like yeah, I'm related to everybody back there. So I've never. We're really dated until I moved to Alberta. Oh, okay. Dude, well, I don't want to be one of those those cousin snatchers. <laughs> why did why you uh, uh so then you um so so would you say like where where do you fall on the spectrum of like your interests in a person? Like uh in terms of um like a you did she just fucking pee? Uh like a like um uh did she lick you? I don't know. Um, uh, like okay, like male, female, non-binary, binary, trans. Like, like what, what are you? What are you? What are you interested in? Like mostly, would you say? Like if they were all like lined up and they were all attractive, all attractive, and and you had to choose one, just one. It's quality over quantity. So which one would that be? It would be the person with. That wears a heart down their sleeve. Someone, oh, so, so it's not really about looks with me anymore. No, I mean like no, no. I mean like their so their pronouns doesn't matter. It just matters about like their heart and who they are. I know. I guess for me, it's like I like I like masculine men. Also, then that means you um, prefer men mostly over masculine men over everybody else. Yeah. Okay. So then that's what that was the question original one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and then what's your pronoun? I like to say, I don't know. I don't know if I can say it here. <laughs> no, you can. You can. You can say whatever you want. No, because I saw it on a shirt. On the mic, I saw this on a, a t-shirt on uh, Facebook, but it was like he, him, whole. <laughs> but I'm always like he, him, daddy. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. But okay. it just, I don't know. Because he, him, they, them. Also, like, yeah. So, like, just. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm trying not. I don't know. Like, we don't have. I'm trying, yeah, queer. Have you ever, like, came across somebody who um, identified as a they or them? They and them? Yes. I have, I have never. No, I have a lot. Mm. Yeah, I know, like, there's there's a lot of controversy surrounding that. Like, everybody, like, people are, people are like, oh, it's so confusing, like, with all these new things, all these, like, stuff. And it's just, like, it's not that... Uh, complicated, okay? Because, like, honestly, like, in some indigenous cultures, there's, like, five genders. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. That's it. That, that, you want to elaborate on that? No, they, it's, like, because, like, the, yeah, I don't know how to elaborate more. But uh, it's, like, just depending on how on the spectrum. I mean, like, their names and stuff. 
Oh, I'm, I'm not too sure the names of it. Okay, okay. So I just feel like it's more of a spectrum of sec- of like like femininity and masculinity. Yeah, I think like a lot of people too, like they they don't like all these like terms and stuff, these labels, because Label, um, labels are for soup cans. <laughs> what for soup cans? Labels are for soup cans. <laughs> I feel like. Um, I think the reason why that people like to put labels on things, like that's why like they always people always wonder like, oh, is he gay? Is he straight? Is he bi? Like, what is he? Like, does he? What is his pronoun? And like, well, all these things. What is he into? And I think that the or or or, or if uh, uh, are they straight? Are 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 they single? Are they in a relationship? And I think that people just like to know so that um, they can place a person in a category. You know what I mean? Like if like because uh, like all like the. If you are single and then people who are in a relationship, people who are in relationships, they don't want you around. They don't want you around their partner or anything like that because they think that either they don't trust their partner or they don't trust you, right? So they want to know if you're single or in a relationship because if you're in a relationship, then they're going to be friends with you, have you closer. But if you're single, you're kind of like a threat. And um, and they want, or if they want to know like your sexuality be, or because like they want to know like how they're going to kind of um, tr- like kind of like uh, interact with you. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, like straight guys, straight guys don't really like gay guys that much. I, I don't know about really, but I don't think that was not that bad anymore. No, it's not bad anymore, right? But then, um, like in the past, I think like that's like straight guys didn't like gay guys, and um, they just kind of like want to know what where you're coming from so they can place you there so it can make them feel comfortable, right? And but why do we have to make them feel comfortable? Exactly, you don't have to fucking make you. We are. You see, um, I, I don't really like making other people comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> we are not. I mean, I will if I have to. Like, I'll be a nice person, but us as like asking really tough deep questions yeah yeah no no you know you are not um responsible to make them comfortable and you're not you're also not responsible for how they feel if 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 people are uh, uncomfortable with who you are and um then you they you don't need them in your life okay they don't love you and they don't matter and um just be yourself and then people who do matter and do actually genuinely care about you and like you and love you will come and stay stick around or they'll come and find you. Um and also, okay, now um on let's go to I would like to ask to about um okay, for, okay Nikki or Cardi? Nikki. Closer to your mic, say again. Nikki. Would you say you're a barb? Uh, a barb? You don't know what a barb is? No. Okay, then, okay. That's I'm it. more of a beehive. Oh, okay. So oh, that's how that was going to be next one. Rihanna or, or Beyonce? Beyonce. <laughs> Shakira or Jennifer Lopez? I don't know. They both can dance really well. Pick one. But Shakira. Um... Sierra or no, no, f- scrap Sierra. No, forget about her. What about Usher or Chris Brown? Usher. Phil. Uh, what about um, Doja Cat or Megan Stallion? I don't even own either of their songs. Okay, okay. What about uh, Kendrick Lumar or Drake? Drake, because he's Canadian. <laughs> okay. And um, what about Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton? I don't even know. Probably Paris Hilton. 
Yeah. Because Paris Hilton helped Kim Kardashian. Yes, yes. Because there wouldn't be a Kim Kardashian if it wasn't for Paris Hilton. Yeah. Um, there would be a Paris Hilton if there wasn't sex tape. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what about Beshiko or Wati? Beshiko. Okay, what about Yellowknife or Detta? Ye- Yellowknife. Okay. What about... Uh, unless, unless, wait, unless my hairstylist is listening, then Detta. <laughs> okay, what about Trappers or FC Services? I don't know, probably Trappers because that was my parents. Okay. Um, what about... Okay, so what uh, Trappers or Our Video? Trappers. Okay. So what about... Um, okay, no, I would just scrap that now. Like, I mean, we just, I mean, we just like go to something else. Um, what, what? So your current situation. Um, do you? Yeah. Your current situation. Actually, no, 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 no. This, this. Um, you. Um, I think like recently I had saw on um social media on Facebook that you went back to uh, Beshiko for some kind of conference. What was that? And um, forgive me, I just, I forgot the, what was it called? What was it called? Um, and could you um, explain to listeners about what it was and what you did there? Yeah, no, um, what happened was, I guess they were having like some meetings and whatnot with some of our leaders back home. And I guess they were planning on this youth conference and they were trying to figure out how to get people... Or what to do. And actually, I was told that my name was actually dropped quite a bit in in those meetings in the beginning. And they really wanted me to go up there and facilitate some sort of, or help out with the youth conference just because I've I've been very vocal about my own recovery. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's amazing. And I'm, um, that's the part, that's right, I'm here too as well. Like I wanted to, um, I knew that this was going to be a great episode. Monumental, epic, legendary. Iconic. Iconic. And um, so I wanted, there's just some people on the planet who you just know is a good, like, vibe, good person, good energy. And with you, I've always felt that, like, ever, like, every long time, like, a long time. And I remember when I was, like, younger, I was just like, oh, like, I wonder, like, what it's like to just, like, be so, like, like that, like, you just don't care about what other people think, you know? Because you were always kind of, like, doing your own thing. Like, you're just, like, your unique self. And you just didn't give a shit what anybody thought. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Thank and, you. <laughs> yeah. And um, so you're going back home again. Yeah, I'm going back home again. I'm going this time. I'm t- I was going to do a just a like pleasure vacation because last time when I went up there was like I was working I was there for like 13 14 15 hours a day working at the school and helping with the youth conference it was it was an amazing opportunity I really loved it that that did that um youth conference was it yeah what was it called uh I uh I don't okay it's okay and then um, I I I uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. well, I would forget too if it was fucking called that. Okay, um, so <laughs> there, there was that guy, that indigenous guy, right? He does like makeup or something, or he's a designer. Yeah, Scott Scott Wabinow was there. What What was that like? What was he like, and what was he doing there? Oh, um, 
Yeah, uh, Scott is a indig- uh, two-spirit fashion designer located in Quebec. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually met him when I went to the two-spirit conference in Toronto. Oh, so then, like, what, like, did they, like, just, like, contact him and ask him if he can go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because I, they were name when I was name-dropped, I was talking to some of the coordinators, and they're like, and then I asked them, because I know a lot of people, like, I've met a lot of people, and one of my things, like, one of my gifts, I believe, is, like, connection. So, I like connecting people with stuff. So, yeah, yeah. they asked me, like, do you know Scott? Do you know Scott Wabano? I'm like, yeah, I know I know of Scott. Like, I, I'm his Facebook friend. I met him in Toronto. And then I guess that's when the coordinators reached out to Scott. Oh, cool. So, then um, they just kind of, like, wanted to, like, they just want to make sure that he was like cool. Yeah, yeah, no, because I I, I didn't drop a handful of people. Just oh, to, okay. yeah, because there was other people too that I really wanted to go, and I just figured if if I'm gonna go up there to s- spread the word of like love and recovery, then I know it's a lot of people that w- could probably do that as well. That's amazing. Like um, you, especially like being for like back home, there's like there's nothing really for that. At least from what I've seen. Um, but I mean, like now, of course, now like it's uh. Um, the community is more accepted and there's more things going on for us. But um, I would say, again, like there is a lot, there's a far way, there's still like a long ways to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back on that, like I wanted to mention earlier on, but I feel like uh, Betraco has always been like 20 years behind. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's like they're still going, it's like they just got over Y2K. They're just going through <laughs> 2003. What is Y2K? Uh, that was when... People believed that was when the computers, everyone thought that if the computers turned to 2000 or back to zero, yeah. then it would like the world would crash and everything. There was even like Best Buy was also oh, 2000. Computer. The year yeah, 2000. Yeah. So it was like New Year's 2000. Everyone thought the world was going to shut down <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard because, about that. because of uh, one computer error. And then that's why like all those uh, movies came out like around that era, around that time, like all like those, with, at world, when the world was going to end, like ending movies, like apocalyptic, apocalyptic, I can't talk, just movies that the world was going to end. That's, that was very popular back then. Yeah. That was probably because of that, eh? Yeah, probably. Another one was like 2012. 9-11 too. Yeah, hold on. Sorry about that. It's fine. I'll just edit it out. Okay. So, um, uh, uh, Scott. That was his name, Scott. Yeah, Scott Wabano. Okay. So, what, like, were there, like, kind of, like, presentations being held, or, like, did you have to speak to the public? Scott or me? Or you and him? Um, yeah, no, I went up there as a facilitator, so I, I actually had a segment. I guess there was supposed to be like four of us that were doing what, this. What does a facilitator do? Um, I went up there and I talked about my my recovery from my crystal meth addiction. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, it was like a five forty-five minute sessions back to back. I think I saw something like quickly glance at it. Yeah, and um, ha- like that, like what was um going through your mind? Like, were you nervous at all? It was, I was kind of a bit because I was asking, like, what should I talk about? How should I talk about this? Like, what should I do? And people kept giving me different ideas and different ways to go about it. And then 
I just, I just felt overwhelmed. So like kind of like an hour before it, I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to run this like a narcotics anonymous meeting. I'm just going to speak like it's a freaking meeting and I'm just going to be my authentic self and just let it, I'm going to talk about everything. Just and let it flow. Yeah. And I just, I, I was raw, open, honest. I, everyone loved it, but I don't know if they loved my talks or my giveaways. <laughs> what were your giveaways? Um, Actually down I know up north for the Google Chromecast is about eighty dollars, but I found some down here on sale, like brand new, like still in the box for twelve bucks. Yeah. So especially back home with kids like on their Wi Fi and everything, so I figured that would be a good one. And another one was like I found all these um little cast iron pans and I was able to it was put some medicine and some pans together and I gave it away to kids like here, I'll teach you how to smudge this so that I gave oh, people their own awesome. smudge pans. Because they probably wouldn't have like experience or like come across anything like that or experience that sort of thing if you but haven't done it right because yeah. I, I feel like um a community is like really like closed off like a lot of people don't um travel and stuff like they just stay there but also it's like there's a mentality where it's like don't, you don't use other people's medicine yes yes but i don't really follow that i, I use everyone's medicine except, I, except for the western medicine <laughs> with me i feel like um i just like pick and choose things i don't um, follow things to like a t you know what i mean like yeah. i don't i read the bible like a little bit um and i did just like pick and choose you know what i mean because for me my, um, i know my god my god is in me he's in you he's all around us and he See, i don't like i don't like that term god because it's very colonial i like using the term the creator yeah yeah because okay. he created us <laughs> i'm not <laughs> I, I i know even though we're like roman catholic i don't really well, a lot of people do say a higher power too. Yeah. yeah. But I just like saying God because yeah. it just it it's like such a commanding kind of like statement of God. And I love that. And um I like the creator, it's very indigenous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you also talk to trees? I yes. I yes. When I go hiking. Yeah. And do the um does does the wind whisper to you too as well? Yeah, it tells me a lot of dirty things. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like what? It's like, watch out for that daddy over the other ridge. <laughs> Ooh, there's a hot uncle on the other street. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, uh, is there anything that you want to talk about or include into the like this this, right. this 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 conversation of ours? Yeah, I don't know. There's like a lot. I uh, there's a lot. I guess uh, I don't know. It's like, yeah. I guess like uh, recently, I just got over. A, I just got a relationship, like a five year relationship. So I'm, I feel like I'm still trying to figure myself out. Like because once you like kind of with someone, like a unit, or you kind of depend on them, and they depend on you. So I've been doing that for a very long time. Like even since Tom, so I realized that I have a dependency issue. So I'm been working on that. There's and a book of, there's a book for that too. Yeah, yeah. like dependency is one thing, and then like another thing is like abandonment issues, and then. <laughs> so there's a lot to unpack. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I got a lot to unpack, but it's like I'm figuring it out. I'm still even, yeah, I'm doing the shadow work. Yeah, well, you're you're young. You'll figure it out. I feel like. Um, uh, I think that people um, focus a lot at like um, like where they want to get at or where they want to be in life, and they forget to that the journey that they're on, the road that they're on. You know, like just take things one step, like one day at a time, and 
just um, at the end of the day, even if you just feel like you aren't doing great or you should do better, and just like no, you need to be kinder to yourself. You need to be more appreciating of who you are, yeah. and like just stop beating yourself. Just we need to stop beating ourselves down. Like it's that self care is very important. Yes, and yes. I feel like not enough people do it. Yeah, and it's just it, it, like drink enough water. Um, go, go for walks yes yes like meditate or like talk to a friend talk to anybody if you don't trust anybody in your circle with what you want to discuss or what you want to let out there's helplines to call like you can go and there's counselors in the community who are under like law that they they, they have to keep your conversation confidential you know so there's always people who you can reach out to it's really it's even if you feel like oh that's not going to help me whatever try it just try it yeah because the one resource that i always give to everybody like even when i was up north doing my facilitating i, I left the phone number for the calgary distress center mm. it's like uh they do like they, they'll listen to you it's like the, they, there's they're all volunteer people and all they want to do is like make sure that you're okay yeah. so like there was a few times when i was like very manic and so much things were happening and i'm just like all these decisions had to be made, but I'm like, okay, I need to calm down. I need, I need to be less manic and whatnot. And yeah, I just, everyone was busy or had something to do. So I, I remember I had the Calgary distress center. So I called them and yeah, I had a good like 45 minute conversation and they helped me talk through that, whatever I was going through. Uh, I, I, my, I always feel better after a session with my counselor or therapist. It's, I need to find it, a new one. It's very, me too. Me too. I have to find a new therapist because mine is not helping me anymore. Like, I don't, I mean, he's great. He's great. I've been going to him for a couple of years now, but, um, I, I've reached a point where, um, I just need a different perspective. I, f I love counselors and therapists cause I've been seeing them for a very long time, but I feel like another tool to add to the arsenal would be a psychologist because the psychologist can actually diagnose and prescribe. Yes. 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 Um, but then the, it's really hard to get, uh, evaluated by a, a psychiatrist. Or psychologist, psychologist, psychologist yeah. because like there's not very many in Canada or, or like even like in I think like the last time I heard in Edmonton, um, the wait is like eight months or something like that, six or eight months, and then I maybe, think it's even probably even longer in the Northwest Territories. Yeah, maybe if if it's like um, if you're going, um, if you're going through the public one, probably it would be yeah. take a lot longer. But if you go through a private one, because I went through a private psychologist, how do, how how does one go find a private one? You have to go out there and look. Like honestly, mm. I, I had to call like eleven, twelve different phone Dude, numbers. Did you Google it or? Yeah, I googled it, and then like I googled what I was <clears throat> specifically looking for because I was looking for like someone that de dealt with spe trauma specifically, a trauma counselor, and then like she, a trauma psychologist, and she actually like did um, worked with the military. Like doing the psychology work with the military personnel in Cold Lake, Alberta. So she she's done that, and she had about twenty twenty five years of just specific um, that specific like PTSD and yeah. stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Post traumatic stress disorder, um, and a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people who have like a military background um, suffer from that too. Huh? Yeah, definitely. Because of all like the death and everything that happens with war. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it's it's like. Um, so that's, well, that's that. And, um, so then you went and got evaluated. Yeah. It took, it took a while though. I think it took like, like four or five sessions. 
Oh, really? Yeah, because they have to ask you questions because I think it was like four or five different testings that we did. Mm. So mm. that they could get, like, one of the things that was on the test was that I have a little bit of ADD. ADHD? ADD, yeah. Oh, okay. Just a little bit. But she said it's not enough to cause a concern and it's not even like yeah it's not it's nothing like it's it's like a little bit but it's, <laughs> it's nothing it's nothing to worry about it's it's nothing with me um i've been diagnosed with depression anxiety and um adhd and uh i've never i never knew that this whole time and now it makes sense like it makes sense why um i was like so like I didn't know how to control my emotions and thoughts when like a lot of times like that, I, I would like freak out and stuff, you know? And it was because I didn't like, there was, there's like a chemical imbalance in my mind, in my head, in my yeah. brain. And, um, with ADHD too, it's like you lose interest so quickly. Yeah. The way it works is like the squirrel brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you, when you, when they, when you, when you, when you have ADHD, say like you pick up a new habit, or something you pick up a something that like you are interested in, you pick it up and you have this sudden rush of um, adrenaline and um, a dopamine, and you're so excited about it. And then you're and then because of your ADHD, and then it plummets right after that. After you're done exci- getting excited about it, and then you're bored of it, so you put it down and you don't finish it, and you go move on to something else. And you have a very like short attention span. You can't really like read for very long or pay attention to things for very long because you get bored very quickly, and you're also hyper too. Yeah. As well so like and it's just like so you need to go on medication to um kind of allow you to like focus yeah and just kind of like calm down and sit the fuck down yeah no i I put myself on antipsychotics before yeah i I did it before when i was living in grand prairie but i also because i was on it before and like you mentioned it's like being because like when you're being high on everything on drugs uh your dopamine and your serotonin levels are complete or depleted so you have absolutely nothing i was aware of this situation when i was giving up drugs because i was planning like six months before i planned on my birthday that i was going to quit in july so i'm like okay i have time to prepare because there's also that thing where if you do a lot of drugs for a very long time and if you stop you could just your heart can just stop oh wow i didn't know that yeah it's like if you just i thought that was only for like um opioids and um alcohol yeah like you know that did you guys know that um alcohol is the most dangerous thing to um with get withdrawals from like because you could die yeah you could die like you um if you're like a very heavy drinker for like a long time for like every day like every day kind of a thing and then if you just stop you can die yeah and with opioids too uh, as well but then um uh with opioids the the withdrawals it's it lasts a lot longer and it's really painful and it's like a slow thing it's like you're gonna go through like shit for like a long time but alcohol is more like it's more deadly because you can like die yeah Yeah. and coke coke you just go sleep and then that's it and then weed weed too weed you just go sleep and that's it and i don't know about heroin and all those other things is heroin an opioid opioid oh okay same thing with fentanyl and um, what about um crystal meth? That one's not, dang. No. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, yeah, no, like yeah, when I when my early recovery day, like I, yeah, I put myself back on the Seroquel. Seroquel. Yeah, actually, I mentioned that. What to is my, that? It's a anti anti psychotic. So it was like if I was putting, 
<laughs> yeah, but it was upset. I take it. So that it's so it's like a anti anxiety thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, as soon as I say anti-psychotic, people are like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> like no, it just it just calm, calms me down so that I don't freak out. Yeah, yeah, it's an anti-anxiety thing. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, so I put myself on that with uh, my doctor in Grand Prairie, and I was like, I won't go on this for a year because I know that my brain has no nothing, and I need something to help. So can I go back on this? Yeah. But I'm only gonna go on this for one year. Okay. So that's what we did. Did it work? It, yeah, it really helped. And mm -hmm. then after that, I kind of switched to uh, weed for the for the next year. Yeah. Because I'm a firm believer for harm reduction. So it's like to, harm reduction is like to help get off of something a lot harder. With another drug. Yeah, because some people, like what I did, like it also helped me get off of the, the meth. Like, okay. like, so I started smoking a lot of weed when I was getting off of getting off of the meth. So are because you of the physical because of the physical pain. Oh, okay. So, so then you know what it feels like to withdraw from that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what about? No, because like that psychosis thing you were talking about, I went through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's crazy. It's like you don't know what's real or what's a dream. I know. I've been through psychosis yeah. once. Yeah. I like lived three lives or five lives in one day, and um, it was insane. I. I'll talk about it in a different episode because I feel like that would be like a long time. But um, yeah, I know I went through psychosis too as well once. And it was, it, it, it like really changed a lot of things for me because I saw like a lot of death, like a lot of people who I cared about and loved just dying in my, when I was in my psychosis. And when I woke up, I was like so relieved and like so happy that I like almost cried like that, that it wasn't real. Yeah. Like I was so happy that it wasn't real. And um, so... Um, um, is there anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. I think that, I think we touched base on everything. Are you sure? Is there anything else you'd like to talk or ask? I don't know. I was going to make this mostly about you, but for me, um, I say, um, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm currently single and I'm not no, looking. No, <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. Uh, I don't like talking about my political views or no. like uh, numbers, like money or um, my like relationships or anything like that. It's just a choice. Okay. Yeah. And um, but anyway. So investments would be off the table. Investments. Investments. Um, I don't like talking about money. Okay. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I like I like talking about it. Okay, talk. No, like one of the things like I like talking about stocks because I I recently got into investing, so oh. I have like mutual funds and whatnot. I have RSPs, tax free savings accounts. I buy and sell stocks all the time. Yeah, I have um, money invested in um, what do you call like those group things? Like it's like a mutual fund. Mutual fund. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. One of those. Yeah, I have a couple of those. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really like. Uh, one thing about growing up in the north too, I feel like, especially with like how our parents are, I feel like no one really taught us about credit and how to no. deal with money or investing or any of this stuff. Exactly. Like that's you, one thing that they should have in school. It's like we'll teach you how to do this. Teach teach kids how to like 
balance a checkbook. Yeah. How to like do all the deposit. Exactly. Like um it was just like all they like they taught us to do is like work hard, work hard, get a job, work hard, but then not to how once you get the money, they didn't teach you how to manage it. Or what to do with it. Yeah, it's because they didn't know how to do it as well. That's why there's like a lot of people yeah. back home in our community who just live paycheck to paycheck and they have no nothing saved in their savings account. They have like bad credit. Right. They can't get a house or a car without like um co-signers. co-signers. And it's because a lot of people don't know how to manage their money because they were never taught. Well, guess what? You can teach yourself now. It's all on YouTube. It's all on Google. You can do the research yourself. And I, I know, like, I had to teach myself. And I saw your post. You said that your credit score was, like, over 700 now? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> oh, mine is too, by the way. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, like, even, like, something like that, like, with you have like good credit, it opens so much fucking doors for you. Like, like my laptop that I just got yesterday, or was it two days ago? I think it was like two days ago. My laptop, like originally, is supposed to cost probably like twenty six hundred dollars, but I I financed it and I only paid like two fifty upfront and I walked away with it. And then I'm gonna pay like monthly payments on it. Nice. Yeah. So like, even like so you see like if you have like good credit, you can do stuff like that. Right, exactly. Yeah, and like you get like lower interest rates when you give vehicles or houses. You get it was actually Capital One that helped me. With <laughs> me my, too. With me, the, the gold like, card. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a me too. My my credit was shit because when I was like younger, I fucking. Mine was less than four hundred when I started, <laughs> and this was about three or four years ago. Mine was five hundred when, when I first got it. Yeah, and um, when I was like younger, like a, just starting adulthood, I uh racked up my credit card bill, and then I just didn't pay it, and then they took my card away and that fucked up my credit and then so i've been on a like a on a fucking um i've been on a mission to fix it ever yeah. since and then i f- I, I did and i'm like I so me- fucking happy because now I the remember- kid got a cap that the kid got a got, got a max card yeah, a black black max card black I saw card Woo! <laughs> yeah i just congratulations <laughs> thank you <laughs> shit okay i always like getting masks kissed um, anyway, so, <laughs> um, back, um, so again, thank you for, um, for saying yes to this. This means a lot to me. You're my first guest ever. Oh, I feel special. <laughs> yes. Cause I fucking am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. And, um, good luck to you and all of your endeavors and your future. Um, uh, I have like, I am like. I have no, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to do well for yourself. Okay. Thank you. And, um, so what was, I think that's it. I think we're good. And, um, I think we're good. did I mention about Lydia? 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 Lydia no. Rapska? Oh, oh, Lydia. Um, Lydia, this, when, cause like I, I, um, remember I was like sitting, I was like planning the podcast. Yeah. yeah and then, uh, I, I went to rehab, so I like forgot a lot, of, a lot of things. And, um, she, this was her idea. Like she, she said that, that you were in Cal, on Calgary. And then, and then I just remember, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember right, right. And, and then, um, so then that's when I reached out to you immediately. Uh-huh. So like she put that, I, like she reminded me and put that idea in my head. Thank you, cousin. Yes. Thank you, Lydia. Like this, this, uh, this is, you, I owe you one, okay? And I'll make sure. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Speaking about Lydia, it was, it was so awesome because like my first day at the youth conference, I actually worked with Evie, her daughter. She's on. The, uh, okay. Like her daughter, and the last time I saw her daughter was like freaking like 
little little baby, little baby. And in fact, next thing you know, I saw her. I'm like, she's like, I'm Evie. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that's insane. Like you're my cousin. The like, uh, last time I saw you, you were like less than five. Uh, and, uh, she, and honestly, she's such a hard worker because she worked with me in the concession stand. Yeah, they were giving out uh, iced coffees and frappuccinos like for the whole event when I was up there. Yeah. So literally, the, me and her were running that thing like whenever spare minute we can. She's a hard worker. She's, oh, she's awesome. good, She has a good work ethic. Yeah. It's like Lydia. You did an amazing job raising raising your daughter. Yeah. Shout out to all the Tincho queens doing this shit. And, um, okay, so I'm done. I, um, thank you for um, tuning in to another episode of Vernon's podcast, hosted by none other than Vernon himself. And, um, yeah, that's me checking out. Thank you.